comic book pit. Okay. things could be tv shows movies current events yeah news whatever i think if it's like close to comics and or related in some way we're, yeah we're gonna we're gonna speak on it yeah if it's if it's tangentially <laughs> related we have some opinions no. yes oh who doesn't have an opinion some, these days some musings <laughs> yeah how many people have musings oh. i don't know i don't know not uh, enough yeah was that amusing no <laughs> It was, wasn't. It was not amusing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we're just uh, we're just kind of coming back off a off a hiatus. So we're, I, I think we we missed a lot of the big news and a lot of the big movies. You know, Thor, Justice League. But you know, we're not gonna. It doesn't make sense to go back in time. So we're just gonna move forward. We with, live in the now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we live on the. On the edge, like the surf, <laughs> the wave. We we live in the now while we talk about a hobby that takes place in the past. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. basically live in the past. Yeah. Uh, We're like yesterday's fresh bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing, one piece of news that we, we missed, but I think it still bears discussion. And this was big. This kind of like shook the comic book industry yeah. to its core was the announcement that Brian Michael Bendis was going to be leaving Marvel what? for for DC Comics. My god. He's been there for 17 years. 17 at least, maybe so more. He basically helped reinvent the company. I mean, I, I He I really did. He really his his writing and I mean, basically set the tone for the next 10 years of Marvel, he did. Um, he brought the Avengers back out of obscurity. He brought he brought the uh, most popular properties of of Marvel into the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Remember how taboo it was? You can't have Spider Man on the Avengers, yep. or Wolverine, mm-hmm. and yet, and he was like, "No, we can, and we are going to have it." And he was, you know, he was like, "Yeah, this is going to work," and he made it work. Well, and then like Avengers was like. Yeah, New Crazy. Avengers was was our. I mean, I, I I I probably couldn't count how many times we probably talked about Bendis books on in our history oh, yeah. of the show. I mean, between New Avengers and Ultimate Spider-Man and Powers. That ben, well, I mean, Bendis is just that kind of guy. He gets a reaction, you know. And he's what's funny is is he's not like a he's he's a super nice guy. He doesn't seem like he's 
um, somebody to cause trouble. Mm-hmm. But but he somehow always taps into what everybody is talking about. Like he's really good at tapping in. Um, that that you always want to discuss, like how you know what his impact is meaningful. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, I mean that's what, why we're yeah. yeah what he. What he brought to Marvel, it just cannot be, is, yeah, it's like you almost can't quantify it. Yeah. And and not only Marvel proper, but think about um, the Marvel Max. I mean, he created Jessica Jones. Yeah, created Jessica Jones. Alias, was huge. Alias was the first book in the Max line. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure. Brought Luke Cage back. Brought Luke Cage, yeah. I mean, he had that amazing, amazing runs on... Ultimate Spider-Man, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, again, Powers was one of our favorite books for oh, yeah. years. Well, that well, that didn't start as a Marvel book, I don't think, right? No, but I'm just saying. Or, I'm, I'm but just, just his, just his work. Oh yeah, his footprint. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. You're right. I mean, we're yeah, we're kind of focused on Marvel, but no, he yeah, because he was uh, yeah, you're right. Um, Powers was an image book. Mm-hmm. For a long time, and then when one of the many times it rebooted, yeah, it was a in the icon. Yeah, and that became and that was a Marvel like a company own. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, another thing that he did that, um, well, I mean, obviously he launched, uh, you know, the new Spider-Man, um, which was huge. Uh, Miles Morales. Yeah, he launched him. He said we can have. This Spider-Man, and he could be as every bit as successful as Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and he is. Um, and he also, I want to say that he also launched like a night, like a successful animated Spider-Man series as well in the early days. Like just starting out, like there was no yeah, that really good, familiar. like there wasn't really a good well, Spider-Man animated series, and he he put that out there too. Mm-hmm. Well. No matter what, I mean, Bennis was like, <laughs> was just, just huge for Marvel. I mean, just uh, again, uh, you know, someone that was, you know, a, a rock. I mean, you could always yeah. count on him. I mean, and you know, he, he's an architect. Yeah, and, and over the years, I mean, did we love everything he's ever done? No, no, we we definitely would have issues with some of his stories and some of his creative decisions, but. Right. But overall, I mean, when you look back at his body of work, just so good, right? I mean, and and the fact that you know he's taking it to, to DC now. So <laughs> now now here's here's the interesting thing, you know, think about when a like a veteran um, athlete, say he's been you know on a team for X number of years, he's <laughs> been you know a teammate uh, forever. Maybe he's not quite in the prime of his career anymore, but he's still, you know, got a little bit of gas left in the tank, and he goes to another team. You know, is you know, and I know it's a little different for, you know, a writer versus like a professional football yeah. player. But you know, you have to wonder: is that new? You know, is that new company getting going to be getting their best, or are they going to be getting like? You know, um. Well, we know what 
uh, like we know what Bendis' strengths are. I think I, like his strength is usually like a a one person um, hero, you know, like a daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he did X Men, it seemed weaker because it seemed like a lot of the voices sounded the same. Yeah. Or you know, like everybody had a quip, oh. and the personalities got you know molded too much. That was that was the problem I had as the Avengers. Like I think his entire run of New Avengers was perfect. Yeah. You know, minus maybe an issue here or there. Yeah. But the next his next couple of runs of Avengers. That's where I felt like it's <laughs> the started, breakfasts. Yeah, that's where it started to fall <laughs> short for me because, you know, it, it's there's like a like a you know a kind of a, something you can like say, you take a uh, one of his comic pages with a bunch of characters talking and cover up all the characters but leave the word balloons. Yeah. Would you be able to tell who was? Oh yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, you, know, you who can't. Who was saying what? Right. And that's what I mean with the breakfasts. It seemed like every issue of Avengers started out with them sitting around a table, like, chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. And everyone was making their jokes yeah. one after the other that you couldn't tell who, you know, like, is everybody funny? You know, it was almost like, I think back to the old Transformers cartoon where every Autobot had a joke. <laughs> that I was like, is that all they do is make quips? Um, so and I think that happened with the Avengers. I think when he gets on team books, he gets kind of maybe he gets lost with how many characters he's dealing with. Um, but but when he hones in on one character and develops it, it's out of this world. Oh yeah. So so it'll be interesting to see what he brings to DC. Is he going to mm-hmm. bring you know his A game or is he going to? I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's no denying he's got talent. Yeah. But you just wonder at you know. Where was when was he the most talented when he was younger and yeah. or, you know and now he's a little older married kids you know he's <sighs> I, I just wonder like is DC getting the best Bendis I don't know I mean you know what's the good thing about it is it's all like fertile fields for him yeah that's true like so he can launch any story. He could grab any character from obscurity and bring it out, and he'll bring it out to the front. And um, I, you know, I I think that they'll, I think they'll get both. I think they'll get the best, mm-hmm. um, the best of Bendis. Um, but I think that uh, there will be books that, you know, like oh, if yeah. he does Justice League, I think we're going to be like ah. I, you know, but if he does like a Superman by itself, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that he's he's going to be sensible and start out small. I know, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many. I mean, uh, you know, everyone's got an opinion on what yeah. he should do or what they want him to do. Um, I'm hoping he kind of goes back, maybe goes back to his roots and does something like a little more like street level. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I tell you, my ultimate. <laughs> I would love for him to bring back um, Gotham Central. Ooh. Or, oh, like his Sam and Twitch tie style. Mm-hmm. You know, or I mean, because he he did such a great police procedural with powers. Yeah. He could do. I mean, it, Gotham Central was an amazing book when when it was like Rucka and Brew Baker. Yeah. And you know and those guys, and I feel like 
he's a logical successor yeah. to that. Um, I could also see him doing like uh, uh, like Batwoman. Because he's also good at writing like strong female protagonists. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say like they'd like to see a Renee Montoya slash or like a team up book like Renee Montoya and the Question. Oh yeah, which would probably be pretty good because yeah. again with the, the the single like the solo characters a little more crime driven. Um, yeah, I don't want to see him doing anything like big events or big mind blowing right. whatever like i i really would hope i really hope he starts small yeah and just kind of gets his feet wet i think that's what he's going to do plays around in the in, in the toy box for I'm, a bit. I'm sure that they have you know that when they have the writer meetings that they probably are just going to say like maybe you know cuz even with um scott snyder and the way that he's rolled out metal that that's a story that he's been writing for five or six years now, mm-hmm. and he's just dropped the, the hints in to the story. I could see them doing that with Bendis, and ben, they, they'd say like, "What do you like? What's your big A game like that you want to do?" Mm-hmm. But then they'll track it backwards and say, "Well, where do you want to start?" And like mm-hmm. he'll say, "I want to start," and this would I don't know why this popped in my head, but I'm like Blue Beetle would oh, be. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What? Well, well, which Blue Beetle? Oh, I don't know the the, the original one. Yeah, oh, Justice think, League. Yeah, Justice League America. That would be awesome. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ted uh, Ward. That's my favorite. Yeah, Ted. Beetle. Yeah, not the new one. Not the digital. The Teco, whatever Although, he is. You know what? And actually, I did hear someone like you know talk about like oh they're Bendis wishlist for DC. Yeah. Someone did mention the new Blue Beetle, and I actually thought that probably wouldn't be an awful choice because. He's a teen superhero, and yeah. obviously, with his run on Ultimate Spider-Man, oh yeah, he did he did teen superheroes really well. Yeah. Um, granted, again, Ultimate Spider-Man was a number of years ago, right? And he's not the same writer he was then. That's true. But I'm sure he can still write a good teenage superhero. So, yeah. You know, Blue Beetle, or maybe like, I guess I, I don't know, if, like. Titans are still going. If, if there's a Teen Titans book right now, yeah, there is. So maybe something like that wouldn't hmm. be awful. I, I, you know, like you said, um, like Gotham Central would be a good one. Or I don't know why too. I thought, um, I thought Catwoman maybe. Oh, Catwoman! I didn't even think about Catwoman. Yeah, that would be, good. That would be an interesting one. I think to have him uh, build up. Build up a uh, a history for her. Yeah, she currently does not have an ongoing series. Right, that would be a good one. And then I also thought of uh, I can't think of her name though. Um, she was in Suicide Squad, the Samurai. Just because I think of David Mack and Kabuki and oh, I, okay. Um, um, yeah, I can't think of her name. Yeah, but I was thinking like that kind <laughs> of character. I could see mm-hmm. Ben just really digging into that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know about, like, I don't know how it would be with, you know, if he did, like, a Superman. Yeah. Because that seems like a, well, that I think in general Superman's a hard character to write. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's he's invincible, you yeah, know, there's, like that. Yeah, there's, I mean, that, that that's almost a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Superman is a, is a challenge. And maybe someone like Bendis would have a different take on him. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm sure, you know, Bendis has been a Marvel guy for so long, but I'm sure he looks at the other side of the street and thinks, oh, man, you know what I'd love to do with this character? Yeah. This, this, and this. Or, I'm, I'm know, sure he does. I, I can't believe they've never done this yeah. with Batman or this with yeah. Superman or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure that he, like I say, it's it's probably just a, a, another playground mm-hmm. that he's like, finally. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, it, it, it's exciting and it's scary at the same time because, you know, I feel like whatever they announce that he's his first book is going to be, it's like half of the fans are going to love it and half the fans are going to hate it. <laughs> of course. You know. Of course, you know. Because nobody can ever decide, can ever, can ever yeah. agree on anything. Yeah. Everything needs to change. Nothing, nothing should have changed. Nothing should change. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, that's the, welcome to fandom. Give, that's us, the, give us new characters. We hate new characters. Yeah. <laughs> bring back the old ones. Yeah, Here are the back. old ones. You need to do something different. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I th- that's what I... I don't know. It, it makes Honestly, it makes me wonder where Marvel's going to end up, too. With, you know, like, that they're... They got rid of Bendis, which was a he. He really is like a lot of people were surprised that he was not a, named like editor. And yeah, like they, they people like because they're, they're clean. They've been kind of clean in house. Yeah, um, they weren't restructuring. Sure. Maybe yeah, they they thought like there's there's rumors or like there's a thought that he left because he wasn't named editor in chief, you know, or or something like that. Mm. Um, which doesn't I don't know I mean I, I guess anything's possible yeah but it, it it's like why yeah I don't know why you wouldn't give that to him I feel like he's more than earned it yeah if he wanted it like well that's the other thing like yeah I mean I I, th- I think other like another you're right people yeah. probably aren't considering like well he has a choice maybe he maybe they he was offered it yeah maybe and he turned it down yeah. Or maybe he didn't like the the changing of the mm-hmm. of the guard, and he was like, "Ah, it's about time for me to split." Yeah, you know who knows? Because I know that there was a lot of you know with Marvel sales, obviously they've they've been horrible, and Avengers is not the book it was a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, or about a year and a half now, maybe. But um, you know, maybe he just saw the writing on the wall too, and he was like, "I can't." Maybe he thought that he can't work creatively in the environment that it, that it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so try somewhere else. I, I feel like the really scary thing is what happens to Jessica Jones. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, his other books I'm not too concerned about because, you know, Defenders, you know, people can write the Defenders. It's not, you know, and he does Spider-Man, right? He does, like, the, mm-hmm. the Miles Morales Spider-Man. And, yeah. And he does, I think, Iron Man. Uh... Like, I think he was. I'm not was really he? sure what he's doing now. I know, but, uh, yeah. But but he's not. I feel like he's not on the big premiere books that he was right. a few years ago. He's on you know sm- smaller books. Um, but so I'm not really. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm not really concerned about those. But Jessica Jones, that's like his. Yeah, that's his character. I don't know if anyone has written Jessica Jones solo <sighs> since. I don't think so. Since she was I mean, created. maybe, but I mean, I'm sure she's shown up in other people's books. Yeah, as a background character or something. But, oh yeah, for sure. But it's uh, well, I think even her, you know, like he, who did he want to write about originally? Was it Black Widow? 
or somebody like that, that he he had this whole story worked out for one of the mainstay Marvel characters. And they didn't want to do that with that character, so then he was like, Well here's Oh, I think I think it was he wanted Jessica Drew. I think he Oh, that's Spider who it was, Spider Woman. Because then he eventually brought her into New Avengers. That's right. But I think yeah, I think Marvel was like, No, we don't wanna we don't want to do that with that character. To, yeah, they probably didn't want to sully yeah. any of their characters yeah. in that way. In, right, in, that in the Cage, Purple Man way. In that Luke Cage way. Yeah, yeah, in that Luke Cage way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we all know what happened in that first issue. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to say it out loud, but we know what happened. <laughs> Everyone knows what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was memorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, you know, who's... I mean, Jessica Jones has such a unique voice. Yeah. And I feel like anyone that tries to capture that is just going to be, it's just going to feel derivative. Oh, yeah. It's, it could be that same. It's going to be just like a, a Bendis. They're trying to know. capture. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. Trying, they're going to try and do a, a bad Bendis. Yeah. And that's the way it's going to come off. Yeah. So you can't, you know, I, I've seen people try and write dialogue like Bendis, and it just doesn't work. Sometimes I feel like, um, I feel like Tom King sometimes writes, he tries to write Bendis dialogue like in, in Batman, and yeah. it, it does not work. A lot of times, I, I really enjoy the new Batman, because I think that he has a lot of, Tom King has a lot of great ideas, mm-hmm. but sometimes, yeah, that dialogue is just, kill, yeah. it just kills it. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, I think we've said this on another episode, um, how they always say cat and bat. Yeah, I hate that. Ugh. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. But you know, Tom King. He's. But I mean, he like you said, he tells great stories. Yeah. But uh, yeah, his dialogue just needs some. Sometimes and uh, needs some help. Yeah, because I, I think even with the early Batman issues, I um. I wanted to stick with it, and then I would tune out. I would not buy an issue. Then I would buy an issue because it looked cool, mm-hmm. and like I was like, uh, and I think I'm finally at that point where I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna read it. Whether I like it or don't like it, because it's, I can't yeah. ignore it. So, um, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see what, uh, see how Bendis matches up with that. Yeah, you know, well, that's a good one to compare against is Tom King. And I felt like we had a, like a, almost like a similar conversation, but a couple of years ago when um, when JRJR went to DC. Oh yeah, how, how he was gonna. How his style of art was going to mesh with the uh, the DC characters? Yeah, you know, and is it? Yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, I I saw a a cover. I I don't know if it was a pinup or a cover, but he did like a Green Lantern. And at first, I swear to God, I thought it was a a Tim Sale. Oh wow! But like, not really in a good way. Um, (laughs) JRJR. He's another one that suffers the same problems, I think, as Bendis. Is he can't do like a giant team book? Like, I just don't yeah. think he should. Well, his art suffers. Yeah, he he takes shortcuts. I mean, it looks sloppy. Yeah, it's just there's too yeah too many characters to handle. I don't even uh, think he's is he even on a book right now? I think he is, but I can't tell you what book. Last, I mean, it's been forever since I've. I mean, last thing I saw him on was. Superman, and that was probably two or three years ago. I want to say it's one of the Bat books right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, but I, I can't remember which one. I know it was. Uh, I, I know he started um, 
all-star Batman. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't even think that's out anymore. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, though. he did the first arc of that. That was, like, the Two-Face story. Yeah. Where he was, like, he had to get Two-Face from, like, point A to point B, and he had, like, run a gauntlet, like, of people trying to kill him for money or something. Yeah. It was really good. It was a lot of fun. But that's the last – actually, yeah, that's the last thing I saw him on. Mm, Yeah, I'm trying to do a quick search, and I'm not finding it, so – yeah, uh, I, I feel like he maybe maybe he's just on retainer <laughs> now. Yeah, I mean they don't want him on a. He's probably still under contract, but they don't want him on a book. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that'll now I'll be looking. Yeah, we'll have to look out for that. Like yeah. I said, I I feel like I still see his art from time to time. Yeah, but not like maybe just a, a cover. I don't think he's doing any interior art. I, I could I could very well be wrong because I'm I'm kind of behind on a lot of DC Injustice stuff. Justice League. Let's see. But Ugh. but sometimes it's weird when like or like a few years ago, even longer when um when Mark Bagley went to DC. Remember oh that? yeah. And that failed spectacular. I, I I shouldn't say it failed. Oh well. But he just did not have a big impact. I don't think his style really fit with. DC's stable of characters. The, uh, uh, yeah, see, it's all variant covers. I think you're right. That's all I'm finding real quick. Um, on the, on the Batman metal. Yeah. He's doing variant covers on that. And like all the crossover comics. So. But do do you, do you remember that when, when Mark Bagley went to DC and he was on that like Trinity book with, I think Mark Wade was writing it. Yeah. And then he was on, he did a, like a run on like Justice League of America with James Robinson. Oh wow! And it was just really weird. It was just like he didn't. It it, he, it looked so out of place. Yeah. Like it just his style just did not fit. Yeah, Bagley. Yeah, no, I always equate him to New Warriors. Like that's yeah. always the one. Even though or, he has or such Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man is so. But even then, like at that point, I had read all the New Warriors books. Mm-hmm. So like when I went to that. It's always for me and my. It's always New Warriors. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean his his run on Ultimate Spider-Man is oh yeah legendary. Uh, so that is yeah that's I mean that's I still historic. I, mean, I still laugh because Mark Bagley was the guy that won the art contest oh, that the, Marvel put the out. Marvel tryout book. The Marvel tryout book, and I met him in probably 1991 when he first started the New Warriors at a comic book show. At Station Square. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I remember him saying to another artist that was sitting right beside him, he's like, he's like, no one's even going to know who I am in a year. <laughs> wow. And I was like, and I'm thinking, like, this guy's crazy. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I had him sign my book and, you know, and then here we are. I mean, he's still. He's still doing it. He's still doing it. It's crazy. You know, but it was just cracks me up because he, he's just like, oh, psh. You know, this is like, I'm a flash in the pan. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. Wow. You're awesome. <laughs> Come on, Mark Bagley. <laughs> you got to believe. <laughs> believe in something, man. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the, uh, yeah, I, I think the overall lesson is don't leave Marvel and go to DC. <laughs> <laughs> is that the lesson? Well, I don't know. I, I think it's the lesson for, for John Rita Jr. and Mark Bagley. 
Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's hopefully it's better for for Bendis. Um. Yeah. It does seem. Doesn't it seem like there is like a, a high wall between the companies that yeah. they really don't. And I, you, know, you really I, don't get a lot of crossover. And I'm trying to think of anyone that's come the other way. Has anyone come from DC to Marvel? And I, I don't think, at least not recently. I think Marvel tends to cultivate its talent mm-hmm. from like the ground up, from like yeah. from almost like from indie, oh like, yeah, like independent. Yeah. Sources, independent comics and companies, like they they pluck their talent from. They pull them out of the John Romita school, mm-hmm. probably for. You mean the Kubert school? Or yes, the Kubert school. Kubert school got the wrong yeah. uh, wrong family. <laughs> the wrong, uh, wrong dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or or they or they pluck them from overseas. Oh yeah, from, you know, there's. You know, How about so, Diodato? Speaking of overseas, but I think he's one of the few that he worked at. Uh, on Catwoman in the nineties. Oh, and and Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman. Yeah, you're and, right. And now he's uh, pretty much a Marvel guy now. Yeah, he's almost yeah, almost exclusively. I don't think I've seen him do anything DC since the nineties. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I can think of. But you know what? Like with him, it's hard to say because I've always heard that he's like a. It's more like the Diodato Studio, mm. so that he'll do the roughs, or or the or the the characters. Mm-hmm. And then his studio fills in all the rest of the details of the book. Interesting. So that it's it's more like a production. Yeah. Huh. So I've always heard that. So I don't know. I don't really know. I, I could see that. Because but it's a house style for the Diodato house. I. You know, it, it, it's funny because now thinking about it, his. You know, I. I feel like you could see his art in like five different books, and it's almost like five different styles. It, it's yeah. still his style at, at the base. Yeah. But it always looks a little different. Yeah. And I just chalk that up to, oh well, he's altering it a little bit for. Oh, yeah. He's doing. But the chances Star are, Wars, is so he's, he's going to make it look different than he does for. The chances are, he's probably sketching them real quick, and someone else is finishing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And they probably have to follow like I mean it's probably that's how they do it at Disney or wherever that they follow a, a yeah. house style that you have to I adhere think they, to. So I think they do that for like Garfield. I mean, oh yeah, I, any I don't think, like Jim Davis is not still drawing Garfield, right? Any property like that, because we know that from uh, our friend Dave Akins, who illustrates Dora, right? And he has to adhere to a look for Dora that so that when they hold it up, you don't know what artist drew it mm-hmm. because it needs to look like the way that the guy, the, yeah, you the guy that created it, yeah. You can't put your own flourish on it, yeah, because otherwise it's not right. Yeah, so I think that's what. Mike Diodato does in his studio, but it's probably, you know, like it's probably not as uh, strict. Mm. So it's like, well, it's close enough, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but well, I don't know. I guess we could, all we could say is just, you know, hey, good luck, Bendis. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward I'm to still, it. I'm still going to be excited to see what what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's it is weird, like knowing that uh, Jessica Jones, I think, is one of the last books coming out now. That it's almost like the, you know, that's Mar- that was his Marvel mm-hmm. book that opened the doors, and now it's kind of closing the doors. Yeah, he's kind of come full circle. Yeah, yeah. He started out drawing or you know writing Alias and Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, and yeah, that's going to be mm-hmm. one of his last. It's um, it's yeah, it's kind of it's bittersweet. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's going to be. 
I'm sure there's going to be like when the when the day comes when he's done, there's going to be like some crazy, probably like retrospective of <laughs> his work. Oh and, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, my it's goodness, gonna, it's going to bring a tear to my eye. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let's uh, we can move on, we can move on, I guess, from the the Bendis talk. Yeah. Um, so, comic book TV is back. TV. Some good stuff. And all the shows I'm not watching. The, no. <laughs> well, 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 one show that finished for for the winter, but I guess is coming back, will be The Flash. But one book, or one, one book, one show that just came back was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. There you go. Now, that's what I'm watching. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is to blowing me away. What a... What an epic journey that show is. Like, because how many years did we hate on that show? Uh, almost pretty much since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like our, our weekly Let's Hate hate Watch. Um, I don't know if it was a hate watch, but it was no, always like... It was just never consistent. Yeah, it was always like, I wish it was better. I think that's always what it was. Well, and You know what it was? It was always... We could always see the potential. It was always held back. But it was never, yeah, it was never yeah. living up to its potential. Yeah. But I think that um, last season when they launched Ghost Rider, um, mm-hmm. that is when they finally hit, this is what the show should be about. Yeah. The um, last season where it was, it was kind of split up between Ghost Rider and, and the... And the, uh, the framework. Yeah, or the... Um, the LMDs. LMDs, yeah. Life model decoys and yeah. the... the uh, Hydra, Agents of Hydra, yep. thing, and yeah, those were some good. Those were strong story arcs. Yes, um, good care. Like I felt like that was like the weed in the weed in wheelhouse too. With uh, if you like Dollhouse, mm-hmm. the show Dollhouse, and then when they went into the framework and they were basically agents of Hydra, it was like this is Dollhouse all, all over again, and I want it. You know, I was like, this is what I want the show to be. Um, but it, they couldn't have gotten there without the Ghost Rider story, mm. and then they couldn't have gotten yeah, that's true. Yeah, from there to that without the life model decoys, which they were. So they took those three story arcs, tied them all together, and made a narrative that was relevant. So they they took twenty like what it was probably twenty four episodes, but they took that and they made it so it didn't feel like you were watching twenty four hours of. Mm-hmm. Of a show that should have, you know, it's like, why isn't this over? It's it's killing me. Yeah, they broke it down. They made it interesting, and now this season, I feel like this season you could have not watched Agents of Shield at all. Yeah, from you know, you could just be a brand new viewer starting with this season. Yep, and be completely fine. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's... you don't need to know anything that came before. I mean, they, they, they fill you in on what came They do before. fill you in. It, it helps. I think some of it is nice because if you're a longtime viewer, there are some nice things for mm-hmm. the longtime viewer. Um, the uh, monolith that they mm-hmm. start out, like, I know what that is. I know what it mm-hmm. does. It's kind of cool that they used it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, and I can't remember the guy's name, but they brought an agent back. Oh, um uh, yes. the, the Austrian Australian dude. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, like that's so cool. Yeah. You know, like he was off the show. They wrote him off the show. Yep. And they're like, there he is. He's back. Yep. I was like, holy crap! Just for an episode, but it was still good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like thanks. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah, it's it's fun that they that, that they they're basically. I mean, <laughs> to, to call it a time jump is like being you know like that, that doesn't even my goodness that doesn't even cover it. I mean, they they did a like a ninety year time jump basically. Like they're yeah. in the future. Yeah. The there's only like a fraction of the Earth is left. It's been destroyed. Yeah. There's um, like a crust. Mm-hmm. Like like it looks like a like a crescent moon. Yeah. Um, um, there is no planet in the center though. <laughs> and uh, it's the 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 Cree are running the show. Yeah. And yeah, it's just and and the 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 main characters are trying to figure out like like all kinds of things like how do we first you know, how do we get home? How first we, of all, how yeah. do we stop the Earth from blowing up? They they were. They they got pinched, basically, um, and then the monolith, which is uh, a portal, portaled them to the future. Mm-hmm. So then, they're there with no explanation whatsoever, and now that's the story is driven by them trying to learn more of their situation mm-hmm. and what caused the Earth to be destroyed. Um, well, and then I I thought they 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 introduced a, a real. Uh, interesting wrinkle in that the only team member that didn't make the trip was Fitz. Yeah. And he had to figure out how to get to the future. Yeah. And, you know, he had some help in the present, and they basically was like, well, we have to put you in cryogenic yeah. sleep for, for like 80 years or yeah. something, or 85 years. Until, so, yeah. so that he can wake up. And they're like, well, this place isn't going to be here anymore because... By the way, the Earth blows up. Yeah, and they're like, "That's okay. We'll put him in space. Yeah, and he'll sleep. And then one of my alien, the strange alien that did all this in the first place, is like, don't worry. One of my alien brothers is going to, yeah, wake you up. Yeah, just. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like blowing me away. But I'm like, this is so cool. So it's like, I'm finally, like, Agents of Shield has kind of like yeah. brought me back. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. actually. For the first time since probably the show started, I'm actually excited. Oh and yeah, I, I look forward to watching an episode. Where where a lot of things I just let accumulate on my DVR or whatever, I watch that right away, mm-hmm. just because it. Yeah, they, they they I'm hooked. They have me uh, wanting to know what happens next. Um, I will say this though, I feel that although I'm. Enjoying this season a lot. I feel this season is not as strong as last season. I really liked the build-up arcs of last season mm-hmm. and the character developments. Um, and this season, I think they're because they're in such a strange place, it's harder for them to develop each character, where they're mostly just yeah. in a reactive stance. Yeah, um, because, well, and the thing, and it's similar to... When they were trapped in the framework, because you're like, cause, because you know, this is just a temporary, yeah, period of time. Like they're not going to stay in the future forever. Yeah, they they didn't like there was no way they were going to stay in the framework forever. They're yeah. going to get out. Yeah, and they're going to get home from the future. So it, there's still a lot of season left. So it's it, so it's it's kind of like, okay, at what point are they going to find their way home? And then after that what's left for the rest of the season. Right. Maybe they'll do it again. Maybe they'll they'll have half a season in the future and then come back 
and then because of those events will have other ramifications in the second half of the season, which mm-hmm. I would be totally on board with that because if they if they only have it in the future for the entire season, I think it might get a it it'll run thin. Yeah, they 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 couldn't do that. And I think that they've gone what are they already eight episodes in? And uh, it's like six or six, but yeah. that's they went five episodes that's without. Like, that's like a quarter of the season already. Yeah, they went like five or so episodes without um, going back to the present, and then yeah. they finally did the present. You know, with with Fitz. Yeah, that's true. We we had to wait, and, and that was, yeah. that was kind of fun too because it was like the anticipation of what happened. Like, where's Fitz? Yeah. You know? Why didn't he... Oh, the postcard in the first episode? Yeah. At the end of the uh, episode, they flip it over, and it says, I'm working on, on it. Fits. Fits. It was like, ah, that's Yeah, awesome. that, was, that was good stuff. Yeah. That's a good show. Yeah. Like, I, remember, I never thought I would be sit, sitting around going, that's a good show. Yeah, same here. I, I'm like, yeah. I can't, like, again, I can't believe we've come to this point yeah. where we're praising Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> but here we are. But it is because... Um, a lot of, like I say, a lot of the stuff with Ghost Rider, they weren't, they were not allowed by the studios. They were not allowed to cover magic mm-hmm. up until that point because Doctor Strange oh, hadn't hit. Right. And once that hit, they were like, now you can use Ghost Rider and and cover and do magic, you know, related subject matter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, finally, like they can kind of, you know, they can flap their wings, you know. <laughs> So well, it's it's interesting that they that they went cosmic. This yeah, season. I, I th- mean they haven't gone full cosmic, but they're out they're in outer space. But I think though they're probably and, like, well, you know, we have guardians now, so you guys can do whatever you want, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then like having uh, even the Kree, which I never uh, they have that really cool alien chick. Uh, she has the two little metal balls or whatever mm-hmm. that she whirls around and then like, yeah. And it reminded me of uh, Gar from Guardians, uh, Yondu. Oh, Yondu. Yeah, Yondu. Reminded me of his, you know, the arrow. little torpedo arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was like the same kind of technology idea, but they took it in a new direction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's something nice too if you. It's not directly related to the movies, but it relates. Yeah. So, like, I, that's what I want. I it, I think it enriches the whole Marvel. I mean, it um, would be multi, you know, movie verse. Yeah, and it would be cool. I mean, I know they they at the end of the day, they're still not going to like let us totally geek out over this show. Like, we're not going to see any crazy like cosmic characters. Yeah, showing up, but it would be nice if they gave us something. Yeah, you know, it's like because it's like you're in you're in the future, you're in space. Give us something. Give us like, give us Quasar. Give Vance us, Astro. Yeah, give us somebody. Give us like, <laughs> give us like the future Guardians. Yeah, something. Guardians of the Galaxy from the future. Yeah, give us Jim somebody. Valentino's run. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Give us somebody. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd be like, holy crap. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh man. <laughs> Um, now you're like, oh, Agents of Field sucks. Oh, it used to be so good, like five <laughs> minutes ago. Um, it was good that we started talking about it. <laughs> no, but I think they, you know, that's one of those things. It's like when you're when you're featuring, um, you know, human level 
strength, intelligence, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anything that's coming in as a superhero is going to steal the show. So they they really can't they can't have somebody come in and just clean up, right? You know, like Quas like a Quasar, yeah, who would just make it super easy to just be like, "There, I fixed everything," right? So they have to go the hard road, which I like. I like. I'm like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're just people trying to. It's similar to um, BPRD in Hell in the Hellboy universe. Mm-hmm. They're most for the most part some regular humans dealing with some out of this world stuff. So yeah, um, I can I can dig that. Yeah, we'll have um, to wait and see what happens. I guess. So I'm watching a. I'm watching another show. What are you watching? Happy. Have oh, you okay. watched? You have? Have I you watched Happy? I haven't. I, I remember reading the book years ago when it came out. Yeah. It was like a four issue. It was like Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Um, uh, was it Derek? Derek Robertson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sci-Fi is doing the basically. I think they're doing a page for page retelling, as far as I can tell. Oh wow! And I didn't read the original one, but I was looking at it over the weekend, just trying to mm-hmm. see how similar. And there's like literally right off the page uh, interpretations. So um, the plot, though, is um, basically about a detective who has fallen from his office, kind of lost his mind, kind of alcoholic, more of a mercenary now. Okay. Um, And at the same time... uh, a young girl is kidnapped by a Santa Claus. You know, basically, uh, after some, you know, some creepy dude. Uh, the twist of the story is that um, she has an imaginary friend who is a miniature blue flying <laughs> donkey. Um, and his name is Happy. And... Uh, Happy is the only one that can save her because, you know, like, you're trapped. I'll go get help, and I know just the guy to go get help. And she, and Happy somehow instinctively f- seeks out this detective. Okay. And so now the detective's so out of his mind because of whatever trauma he had gone through, he can see these imaginary things, too. Um, so it at first drives him crazy. And, it, like, the show is show's nuts. Um, on for the Sci-Fi Network, they're dropping f bombs. Really? There's like, I mean, you kind of have to squint, but there's some nudity going on. I think maybe. Um, but I was like kind of surprised at how, like, this show is like holding nothing back wow. as far as like um, the bloodiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, they have this cute little imaginary character uh voiced by Patton Oswalt which is oh that's awesome is awesome yeah and uh well, i think and the and the detective is Christopher Maloney isn't it yeah okay yeah I and like him. he's great and he he sells it like he sells this whole idea that he's he's so out of his mind that he can see imaginary creatures mm-hmm. um and then they do flashbacks and they show that you know how he got to this point and they show him as a regular guy, and you buy that too. You buy him as a as a cop, you know. Like he, like the guy as an actor is is amazing in the show. Mm-hmm. The um, 
the story the story itself like watching the show it's a little jarring because everything is meant to be like bombastic in your face shocking and so it's like you know give me a commercial break you know to get my <laughs> bearings here um a little palate cleanser yeah so but so far it's been enjoyable it's three episodes in I really don't know how far it's going to go because I know that the graphic novel is only well. That's what I was going to ask. It's only four ish. Going to be like a like an ongoing series, or if it, it was just like a mini series or something. It seems like it should be a mini series. Yeah, I feel like that's as a premise and like the execution of it. it it's something you couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't go for like a full season. No, I don't think so, and I don't think that it would hold up. I think it's because they're now showing there's something that. I don't know yet about the the plot, but uh, but there is there was a reason that that Santa kidnapped that girl in particular, and it was to get to him, I okay. believe. But they're not. I don't know why yet. But I believe, and that kind of ties ties it together as a this is one story. Mm-hmm. And when he, you know, he's going to have to be he's going to have to be victorious here right. uh, on this one. <laughs> um. But that'll resolve, and then I think that that would be it for this. It would resolve his story, I think. I don't see how it could continue to him to be continually out of his mind so that he can have this partnership with this imaginary yeah. friend. Yeah, I feel like that would get a little, it would get a little tired. Yeah, just, yeah, I think it so. It would just be hard to watch week after week. Yeah, I, I, I can't see this going like into season three and they're still like, yeah, you know. And maybe Happy gets bigger and looks more like a, you know, like a pinata at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. That kind of reminds me of a. Do you remember that show a couple of years ago? I don't. I don't think it's still on. It was called a. It was on FX called a. Was it Wilfred? Yeah. With a. Uh, the. With a Frodo. Yeah. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood and the dog, his pet dog was. Yeah. Or he perceived it, as a man. It was yeah. It was his neighbor's dog. Or, he, he saw it. It was like a. It talked to him. It was a dog, like in a or a man in a dog. Costume. A man in a dog suit. Yeah. And it was. I really enjoyed it, like the first season, and sort of into the second season. Then I'm like, nah. nah How does this keep going? Yeah. Yeah, it's just getting old now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So who knows? I I think though I hope that it is a miniseries. Okay. I think that would be better. End on a strong note. That kind of thing. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you something, maybe just to wrap it up, our last topic of conversation. One thing I felt like, I don't know, I felt like it didn't end on a strong note was the uh, the winter finale of The Flash. Oh, Flash talk. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Have you been keeping up with it? I, I have not been watching it this season. Okay. Are you are you done watching it? Or are you just... I think I'm done. Oh, okay. I might come back to it like on, when it hits Netflix or something like that. I might. Well, or if you can convince me and say, yeah, it's worth it. Okay. Well, so. I, should I tell you what my. Well, let me. Okay. Let me say what I got to say. Say it. And then right. we'll see what you got to say. Okay. So I was, I'm kind of with you. Like last season, just was just depressing me, man. It was bumming me out. It was dark, and every week it was like, "How are we going to save Iris from Savitar?" Yes. And they could, you know. And finally, he 
I forget even how he did it, but the season ended with him going into the Speed Force like he was sacrificing himself, and that was it. So this season picks up. It, it, they must have heard, the creative, uh, the creators must have heard from the fans because it's like a total 180 of the tone. Okay. It's light. It's funny. Um, it's like it was in the first season. Oh. It's back to being fun again. Okay. Um, like laugh out loud moments. Huh. And it's not at all, or I should say up until this, this uh, winter finale, the mid-season break, it wasn't at all depressing. Yeah. Uh, and not that the mid-season break was depressing. I just don't like the way they ended it. Yeah. Basically, I'm not going to even go into the entire convoluted story. Basically, the mid-season break ends with Barry being framed for murder. And so you know when it comes back, it's going to be the the trial of the Flash or trial of Barry. Oh, okay. Which, so the, the, the trial of the Flash was a pretty big storyline, like in the actual comics years ago when it was like when Barry Allen was still the Flash, mm-hmm. like in the old, old comics. It was like, it was a storyline that ran for about a year, actually, in the mm-hmm. comics. So I don't know if they're going to, if that's what they're basing it on or if that's their inspiration. But but that was the Flash on trial. This is going to be Barry Allen on trial. So I don't know how it's going to work, but basically Barry Allen got arrested and, like, framed for murder. Okay. Okay. Um Barry Allen did, not the Flash. Right, Barry okay. Allen did, not the Flash. But you know, he's up to that point. Everything has like he got his girl. They got married. They're you know. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but th- this season's been has been pretty great. Um, Elongated Man is oh, here. Oh, cool. That's yeah. He's been a fun addition to the to the crew. Um, I. I would recommend trying it again. Okay. Trying because, like I said, um, it's just been fun from from the like from the minute the, the new season starts. It's been a fun ride. The only thing that drives me nuts is somehow Iris is in charge. Okay. Yeah. Don't even ask me how that. that yeah. How should, I mean, she she's like at like at Star Labs. Like she's the one like running the show yeah like she's on a headset she's like uh cisco go here um wally go here do this like she's uh, cisco's like full-on superhero now i mean he's still doing his science yeah like, he's still like the smart guy okay but he's he's definitely more of like vibe okay he's all he's all vibed up he's in his costume um yeah and it's uh um Caitlin is more has embraced a little bit more of her Killer Frost side. Yeah. So you see more Killer Frost, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um, Wally has been in and out. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with him. They never know what they're doing with him. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I, I never understood why they brought him in in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of I liked how they brought him in. And I liked how they gave him his powers, but it's now yeah. it's like they don't know what to do with him. Right. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Wells is is back. Yeah. Um, well, they always have to bring him. Yeah, there's always got to be a Wells. A dimensional Wells, but, yeah. But there's one funny episode where I'm, I'm just going to say I'm just, I'll, I'll just yeah. say uh, three words. 
Council of Wells. Oh, geez. It's it's multiple. It's like <laughs> three or four different wells from yeah. different multiverses that they bring in yeah. to help the wells on this Earth solve a problem. Okay, it's pretty funny. But so that's that's where I come out. At, okay, on the I mean that's. I, I'm, I'm still gonna I'm gonna continue to watch it because up to this point, it's been a great half season. Okay, like I said, I just didn't really like the way they ended, or like. You know, had their mid-season break. Okay, I yeah, I think I think that uh, I really heard. I mean, until now, I really have not heard an opinion on the show hmm. at all. So I did not, I didn't know if anybody. I feel like it's. I mean, like it was, like it people, wasn't worth watching because no one was even talking about it. I feel so. like people are are still watching it, just not talking about it as much. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's what are they? It's a season four. Yeah. Right. So it's probably but that um, last season, uh, which I call the the, the crying season <laughs> now. <laughs> but that that was kind of what drove me away from it. Was the final episode was literally an hour of people crying over different characters. Yeah, and then finding out that they're not dead. But then we're crying that you're alive. You know, now we're going to cry that this guy actually was dead, and. You know, it was like, oh my god, they need to stop. And the drama music was, uh, it was too much. But I was like, at the same time, I was satisfied with how they were about to end it. You know, with Savitar, and I was like, you know, they did the the switcheroo. Iris didn't die, and I was like, okay, okay, I'm on board. But when they put him into the um, Speed Force at the end, seemed so out of left field that I was like, no. Like, I can't, like, why can't you just end the season with, with, like, you guys are happy. Like, everybody's together. Why? It didn't make sense to me that they were, like, that Barry also, um, like, they pulled out the the other Flash. Mm-hmm. The other Flash came out due to that fight. And Barry just immediately goes, oh, well, I got to be the one that goes back in. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, shouldn't he just run back in? Like, the other guy? Like, why do you have to be the one? Yeah. Like, it just didn't... Well, I was know, like... It was so jarring that I was like, why can't they just end the season before that? Yeah. <laughs> and then just... I would have been like, yeah, there you go. That was a good ending. Well, but instead they had to throw another... <laughs> like, why don't? Well, you know, I characterized last season as, you know, Barry's like... Oh, I'm gonna go back in time and fix this, and everyone's like, yeah. "No, don't do that, Barry." Yeah, and he'll then he's like, "I already did it. <laughs> yeah. Now we got to fix what I screwed up." Yeah, and that was the entire. That was like, and then everybody was mad at him because they changed things that they had no memory of. Right. It's yeah. like, well, why are you mad? Yeah, and again, like you don't remember. <laughs> it goes back, to like it, you know, kind of our thing about shows that deal with time travel is that it waters it down because because now there's no stakes yeah if you can go back and change things at will and then what's the point of doing anything yeah but well and and the other thing well going back to the current season um the one thing i did like that i was i was nervous about you know when they ended season three with barry going into the speed force you're thinking of course they're going to bring him back but it's probably going to be like this long, like drawn out yeah. thing, and it's going to be like, oh, we almost had him. No, we yeah. don't have. Him. Oh, we almost had him. Like, 
No. They, they just brought him back. Like, basically, first episode. Yeah. Back. And I was actually glad about that. Yeah. Because and, 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 there's really nothing else you can do right. with that. You just have to bring him back. You know? It's like... and But what's... For, the, for this season, the act of bringing him back is what causes... The story arc? Yeah. Basically, everything else around him. Okay. So, it it introduces new characters, like I said, including Ralph Dibney, the yeah. elongated man, who... I really, I really like. I think he, he's, you know, I, I hope they continue to, you know, keep him on the show. I really like that character. Huh. But, um, yeah, I would give it another shot. Like I said, every every episode was surprisingly like a joy to watch. Nice. Yeah. It wasn't, it, you know, like compared to the the doom and gloom of last season. Mm-hmm. So. All right. No, that's that's what I, that's my suggestion. Okay. So that's not bad, and I know you did mention I could just watch it on the uh, CW app. So yeah, I'm pretty sure. Now so I, I don't know. Probably if grab it there. They they might have already. I think it's one of those things where like they oh, start, if it's uncertain, they start eliminating. Yeah. You know, after a while, if you don't watch it, yeah. Like, I'm sure probably the first four or five episodes are not still on there. Yeah, but I think this far, I probably, I there's probably a good chance I'd wait till Netflix picks it up. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah. Good summer show. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, so. I have plenty to watch anymore, so. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that probably should about wrap it up. I think so. I think, I think we're pretty good. good for this episode. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, that'll about do it for this episode of Comic Book Pit. This has been episode 262. I'm Dan. And I'm Scott. And we'll see you next time. Ooh.